so now it's the book of Nehemiah. Um, as Phil said, Nehemiah and Ezra, they were together, but after a while they separated. Um, Nehemiah is the latest of the historical books of the Old Testament. And the meaning of Nehemiah's name is the comfort of Jehovah. Um, and Nehemiah was the cupbearer of Shushan, serving Artaxerxes, the king. Nehemiah is, um, he is a man of prayer as he prays uh, numerous times in this book. In chapter 1, uh, Nehemiah hears the condition of Jerusalem. Um, the condition was all the walls and the gates were broken down. And we read that in Nehemiah 1 verse 1 to 3. So in chapter 2, he prayed about it. And, um, and King Artaxerxes asked um, why Nehemiah's, Nehemiah was sad. And so Nehemiah asked um, uh, if he could have permission to go to Jerusalem. So, um, and King Artaxerxes allowed it. So, um he went there in, at night time uh, and no one was with him just to check on the walls but there was a few people uh, Sembalat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab they heard about uh, what Nehemiah was doing and they asked Nehemiah what he was doing and if he will rebel against the king and Nehemiah said that God will prosper and that um that God's servants will arise and he, they will build the walls and the gates. And uh, Nehemiah also said that they had no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Um, in chapter 3, we read about the... Uh, so they started building and they... they in chapter 3, they built the Sheep Gate, the Fish Gate, the East Gate, and the Mithcad Gate. And they also repair the old gate, the valley gate, dung gate, gate of the fountain, water gate, and the horse gate. And with all these gates, they built all the, wa the walls. And we also learned from that that the walls is protection to keep the city safe. And each gate, each wall was, and um, each gate was, and each wall was built by different families. And you can read that through a few verses in chapter three about which families built these walls and gates. Um, chapter 4, we see those few people get angry um, and they mock the Jews because they were they finished rebuilding the walls. Um, so Nehemiah, he prayed again about it. In chapter 5, the people who lived in the city, um, they bought all the houses, vineyards and lands from the people on the countryside of Jerusalem, and the um, and their only way, if they were to get their property back, was to be slaves for them. Um, so Nehemiah was mad about that. So in verse six, and then in verse eleven, um, he tells us he was mad about it in verse six, and in verse eleven, he tells the nobles and the rulers to restore the lands and the vineyards and the houses. Um, verse 14 to the end uh, shows of this chapter shows Nehemiah setting like a good example because he didn't take any money and instead he showed hospitality to the Jews.
In chapter 6, those few people, uh, they heard about Nehemiah and how they rebuilt the walls and the gates, but there were no doors. So the enemies, they tried to do numerous sneaky things to harm Nehemiah. Um, the first sneaky thing that they tried to do was make uh, make Nehemiah meet at the villages, but Nehemiah, he didn't accept that, and he said to them that he's got better things to do. Um, the second thing that they tried to do was sending the same kind of message, but they sent it four times, and Nehemiah answered them saying the same thing. Um, the third trick is was an open letter to Nehemiah talking about false accusations about Nehemiah. Um, and the fourth, the fourth trick was Shemaiah, who he was a, an informer, and and he said to Nehemiah to go into the temple and close the doors because uh, those people they were coming and they were going to kill him. But and but Nehemiah rejected um, to go into the temple. And the last trick was a, f a few people were speaking good things about this about one of the bad people because I think his father was someone special uh, to trick Nehemiah. Um, in chapter seven, we read about the genealogy of the Jews and and how many Jews there were and the work um, and also uh, the work that they they did to prove that they were Jews. Um, and chapter 8, it's the reading of the law before the water gate and how to keep the feast. Uh, chapter 9 is talking about the Jews confessing about their sins and they prayed for forgiveness. In chapter 10, we read about the laws and how they make promises and rules. In chapter 11, we read about names that have been recorded in uh, God's book who were people as residents in Jerusalem such as the children of Judah the children of Be Benjamin the priests who acted as temple officials and the Levites and more people that you can read in chapter 11 verse 3 to 10 24 and you can read the people who lived outside of Jerusalem in villages in verse 25 to 36 in chapter 12 we read about the priests and the Levites at, at that time under the return of of the return under uh, under Zerubbabel and Joshua from chapter 12 verse 1 to 9 and all of chapter 12 just talks about all of the Levites mainly um, chapter 13 we read about Nehemiah getting mad because people have been doing wrong uh, one of the things was Eliashib he was doing evil to Tobia, um, who was one of the people who were trying to do those uh, uh, tricks to Nehemiah. And they were doing wrong by making a room for them for them in the courts of the house of God. Uh, second thing is that Nehemiah discovered that the Levites had none of their portions. Uh, so, the, so the singers um, who was working they went to the back to the field. So Nehemiah, they uh, spoke to the rulers, and Nehemiah gathered them and set them in their place. And the last thing that Nehemiah discovered was people have uh, married women of Ashdod and Ammon, Ammon and Moab, and their children were speaking Ashdod, but not the language of Judah. So Nehemiah hurt them, such as pulling their hair out and hitting them.
and Nehemiah also made them swear by God. Nehemiah is a special book to help us to this day. It represents to make a wall to the earth to stay away from the earthly things. Um, I hope this gave you enough reasons to read this book. Just one little comment about the point that Phil made and putting the numbers in a spreadsheet. In, in the copying and copying and copying and recopying of the text of Scripture, and the copying of numbers is probably the most common copying error made. They didn't have photocopiers like we had to write it out. And one of the reasons for that is they didn't write numbers like we write numbers. I think we call our, our numbering system Arabic numbers. I don't know why they don't look particularly much like Arabic numbers. But um, they used a letter of the alphabet to represent a number, either in tens, numbers, or thousands. And some of the letters in the Hebrew alphabet look really, really similar. When you're spelling out a word and you read those letters in a string in a word, it's pretty obvious what, what the letters are. But when it's a number, a letter that looks very similar to another letter, hey, there's, there's no mental trigger to trigger you to, to mentally correct what you might have otherwise done wrong. And it's not surprising that there are some errors in copying. But what is surprising, what's remarkable, is that there are hardly any. Um, the, the overruling of God has overruled even man's weakness in copying. So that for example, the, that list in Nehemiah and the list in Ezra, the, the total tally is the same. Not because they used a photocopier or one copy from the other, but because um, that is the true total. Now, if you go through your spreadsheet, you might be able to identify somewhere along the line where one wrong numeral was copied, or more than one. Or than, yeah. yeah. Um, so either there's one, one, um, you know, yeah, two instead of a four or a, something like that. Yeah.